Listening Dog Media. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is the Offside Rule World Cup Daily with Sky Sports. I'm Kate Borsay. Big shock today as Nigeria beat co-hosts Australia and the Netherlands held defending champions USA to a one-all draw. Plus, Portugal knocked out Vietnam. With me today, it's Lindsay Hooper. Hi, Hoops. Hello. Pure relief for you with the ones to watch. Mm, we'll get on to that a bit later. And the former England player, Natasha Dowie. Hi, Tash. Feeling fresh after my 2am alarm clock this morning, ready to Honestly, talk all things football. Services <laughs> to football podcasting. She was the only one of us who got up at 2am. The other we two... We sent the memo that we were going to catch up. I mean, it's absolutely... That's why certain broadcasters have catch-up facilities, Natasha Dowie. <laughs> Uh, I made full use of those early this morning. No 2am wake up call for me. Uh, maybe you got up at 2am if you're listening for this. Uh, maybe if you're in a different part of the world, that made complete and utter sense. You've been getting in touch with us, meanwhile, and letting us know what you think of the show. We've had some really lovely comments, haven't we, Linz? We have. It's so great that everyone's reaching out and telling us what they're listening to, what parts of the show they're enjoying, and generally just saying that they're they're really pleased that we're back. Megan Harris, who we've known for some time, Kate, she's a, a former professional footballer. Tash will know her as well. Also the wife of Casey Stoney. Uh, she sent a message saying, enjoying listening on the school run. Good to have you ladies back. She's since sent me a message saying she's listened to every single episode. So big thank you to Megan. Emily that. Elias as well in Mosley. Um, who's actually out in Australia and New Zealand at the moment, said this podcast is my religion. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We've gone secular. Yeah. Uh, get in touch using the hashtag OffsideWC and the handle at OffsideRulePod. Don't forget to rate, follow and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help. First up then today, it's a big one for England to look forward to on Friday as they take on Denmark. Let's turn this upside down and start with England's opponents. 
Well, to get the Denmark perspective, we caught up with Arnella Mominovic, who's covering the World Cup for Denmark's national broadcaster, DR. Uh, she's also in Sydney. Thanks so much for joining us, uh, Arnella. I just wonder what the vibe is before the game. What have the players and managers been saying? Yeah, we were at the press conference today where Lars Sunago and Penelope Hader was at the press conference and they were they were all smile because they won against China. That's that's all that matters after the first game actually because the game wasn't good, especially the first half was really, really bad. I think I tweeted that it was the worst game at this World Cup uh, without a doubt. But it got, it got a little bit better in the second half. But I think they were just like very, very... Uh, happy about the three points to to be clear. From an England perspective, I've seen that Millie Bright has been quizzed about Penilla Harder and how she marks her in training. And I was listening to all of this and I was thinking, when we get you on, we're going to have to ask because is Penilla Harder used in the same way that Chelsea use her for Denmark or there are other things that we should be looking out for? Well, she's used as a number nine in the Danish team and it, it's kind of a discussion in Denmark right now. Is that the best place to use Penilla Hara to to get the maximum out of her? Because she's a world-class player, in my opinion, the only world-class player in the Danish team. And I actually asked both La Synago and Penilla Hara today, is this the right combination for the, for the Danish team? And uh, for me, they gave like an interesting answer because when I, Asked the question, Elas looked at Penilla and he was like, this isn't about Penilla Hada, it's about Denmark. Uh, so I think they've talked about this and I took it as, um, I don't know, I, I don't think Penilla Hada likes to play the number nine, to be, to be fair, because she said at the press conference that she wants to be involved more in the games. Uh, and I think that's right because when I when I saw the China game and, and actually also the Spain game, uh, the last game before the World Cup, she didn't touch the ball a lot of times. And I think in Chelsea it works because she got good players around her, like world class players. And even though Denmark have good players, they don't have world class players. So sometimes they don't see Penilla Hardis just run uh, the, the right direction and so on. So I think it was an interesting answer both from Penilla Hardis and, and Lazunogo. Okay, that's interesting. How are they going to set up for England? What has been the discussion um, around the England team and how they, how they feel they're going to stem the threat of the forward line? Is there perhaps weaknesses in the defence to exploit what are they saying about him? Yeah, I think I think they have a, a lot of respect for for England, and I know they expecting England to have the ball a lot of the time. I'm not expecting them to change anything actually in the starting lineup. I think it's going to be the same eleven players. I think Hada is going to play this role up front. Uh, maybe they will shift something in the midfield, so they're going to play with with two number six and maybe a ten. Uh, that's I think that's the only shift uh, and change they're gonna make for for the for the England game. And I think they have a lot of respect for England's uh, wide players and, and the crosses they make. So I think they've been training on that. And I, and I know they've been looking at the back line as well. You know, you yeah. have uh, exceptional players as well. But Millie Bright hasn't been playing regu- regularly since March, I think. Uh, you have Jess Carter there as well. Um, so I think after the sort of Haiti game, I think they, they saw some things there that they saw some some kind of weaknesses there as well. 
Well, look, it's an interesting one for Denmark. They'll need to improve, really, um, after that performance against China, as you've said, Arnella. But we're all expectant. What will we get? Uh, let's see. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Arnella Mamanovic, who is covering the World Cup for Denmark's national broadcaster, DR. Good to speak to you. Pleasure. All right. Well, let's get the England side of things then. Helen Hardy, our roving reporter, joins us from Sydney this time. Um, Helen, at match day minus one, the usual press conference would have heard from both managers and players. What have they been saying? Yeah, we were at the Sydney Stadium um, earlier this evening for match day minus one with Serena Wiegmann and Lucy Bronze. All the players came out onto the pitch afterwards as well to to check it out. We saw Mary Earp standing between the sticks, looking out into the stadium, and it is a beautiful, beautiful setup. I absolutely can't wait for the game to happen tomorrow. And you've already mentioned a, a lot of chatter around Peniel Harder. Lucy Bronze talking about the respect she has for Peniel Harder, but also that they know her very, very well. Um, and I sort of nuanced, maybe thought that there was an anecdotal sort of nod to Millie Bright and Jess Carter there. I mean, both players played alongside her at Chelsea um, and you never know, maybe maybe it is a case of, you know, repeating the Haiti lineup again. Um, that was brought up for Serena Wiegmann, um, who talked about how she is willing to rotate and um, she will rotate if needs be. And she looks at every single game as it comes at her, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so I got home and looked at the 2019 World Cup Netherlands lineups and I noticed she does make the odd change here and there very rarely but it does happen so you never know we might hear some new 11 tomorrow oh my god uh yeah well on that note did you see the article in the telegraph with emma hayes and emma hayes said there's one crucial change that needs to happen and that's lauren james and natasha you're nodding along there i i completely agree i mean i agree with anything that emma says to be quite honest but um but lauren james i I thought she didn't she was again a player that came on and impacted Mm. absolutely and right now things aren't clicking so this is the perfect time to make changes and I think that Ella Toon I think she's a brilliant player but I do think her form for Manchester United this season has been questionable not at the standards that we're used to and then that's had a knock-on effect at England as well and I think that James has something different that no one else in this team has. You know, her low sense of gravity, the way that she can roll, the way that she can penetrate and dribble with a ball. It's similar kind of style to Hemp, but obviously Hemp is more of a wide player. So I think if you can get James in this team, whether it's in the 10 roll or out wide, I definitely think she can make things happen. And she has that real fearless attitude as well. So I think that's the one change, if any, that I'd like to see. I can't see her changing, but that's just, you know, from her past record. What I'd like to see her do and, and what I think she'll do are, are two very different things. But in Serena, we trust. I would like to see Rachel <laughs> Daly and, and Lauren James starting in that number 10 and that number nine role. And Lauren James, we've watched her in training this week, both behind closed doors and also in the open training session. And Lauren James has been on fire. And you will hear that from multiple outlets. Honestly, I can't believe what I've, I've witnessed in training this week. She's she's absolutely on point. Um, and it was noted earlier that Rachel Daly came out 15 minutes earlier than everybody else for training this morning. And she's looking really up for it as well. But as I say... Serena Vigman very rarely changes things up, so it could very well be a Russo and, and Tooney start. Talking about the number nine role, you know, I played for the senior team before and I always felt as if 
as a number nine, it's important to get a run of games. And I was in and out of the England setup. And that's the one thing that always used to frustrate me um, is that I would start a game, maybe score a couple of goals, then I wouldn't start a game. And as a number nine and as any player, you want to try and feel like your manager trusts you and you want to get a run and you want to build partnerships. Now, the hard thing is right now, I would have said Daly would be starting this World Cup because of her form for Aston Villa. However, she hasn't and Russo's in. So now I feel like maybe, I don't think necessarily Russo's played bad, but she probably just hasn't been as clinical. I don't think she's had any real clear cut chances. So for me, I probably would give her another go. I think she can afford to and maybe start a Lauren James who then might supply her with some better balls and give her that trust now and allow her to, you know, almost not prove people wrong because she doesn't need to prove anyone up but give her that run of games I think so I don't think she'll change much but I do think James will come in so Helen Lauren James you said has been shining in training I just wondered before we let you go whether there's been any penalty taking from Georgia Stanway (laughs) Georgia Stanway was actually brought up today by um by some of the German media for obvious reasons uh, big fans of Georgia Stanway and Serena Wiegmann's immediate response was we have a 23 player squad not one player sort of is going to be both you know in the limelight or under the pressure and and kind of brushed it off immediately so I can't answer that question for you Linz but I'm sure uh, that it, it, it probably will still be Georgia Stanway <laughs> taking those pens. Uh, we shall let you get on your way. Uh, you're with us tomorrow, I know, uh, so we'll be able to digest the England performance. Before you go, though, Helen, in your travels around Australia so far, you'll be picking up some of the local dialect, uh, some of those classic Aussie phrases. Have you got one for us today? Well, I was on the beach today and I was wearing my thongs. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You do what you've got to do. You be you, Helen. Everybody. If you want to go bad cheeks, you do it. It's okay, everybody. Calm down. Flip flops. I was wearing my flip flops. Yes. Very good indeed. We all had a different image, didn't we? I'll let you slip into your thongs again, uh, Helen, for another walk down the beach. Uh, Helen Hardy. We'll speak to you soon, Helen. Cheers. See you. All right, let's get back to Thursday's games then, starting with Nigeria's surprise win over Australia. Hi, I'm Esme Morgan and you're listening to the Offside Rule with Sky Sports. Well, Emily Van Egmond's first goal was immediately answered in this game by Nigeria's Uchenna Kanu. In the second half, Nigeria added two more thanks to Osun Ohale and Asisat Oshuala. The co-host pulled one back 10 minutes into stoppage time, but it wasn't enough and it ended 3-2 in Brisbane. Tash, this was all the way down to the wire. It turned into a really good game. Oh, it was a brilliant game, wasn't it? Really end-to-end, loads of goals. I think the big kind of talking point for me at the start was why um, Aswala wasn't playing. You know, Super Z, their big superstar. But, you know, Kanu, who came in for her, got the early goal. So that kind of hushed critics, I guess. Um, But as the game developed, she came on and with eight minutes, you know, she was heavily involved in the first goal and then obviously got, got the third goal as well. So she had a massive impact um, but yeah, the game had everything. It really did. Alana Kennedy, a centre-half, going up front. I just think the big thing for me is how much they do really miss Sam Kerr. I think we all obviously can talk about that later. But I just think when you look at the bench and who they're obviously then putting on up front, it's just an area that I think they're really struggling with right now. 
There was concern, wasn't there, before the game, Linz, because Mary Fowler also wasn't available for this one. Where do Australia go from here, Linz? New Zealand can still go through, but it looks, you know, really quite tricky for them. And as co-hosts, there's a lot of responsibility on Australia now. I'd say even more responsibility, really, with the expectation and what we know about them and their form before this tournament. There is a pressure on them, isn't there, to to make a tournament of this. What do they do? I don't think they've been handling it that well. And I gave them the benefit of the doubt with the first game with the Sam Kerr news and adjusting to it. But I thought this second match was actually really telling. And of course, they did throw everything at it. And there was the Alana Kennedy late goal. And that goal, even though they lost, it might end up on a goal difference point of view being really critical. But I just don't think they've been wearing the tag of being co-hosts with ease. They haven't looked comfortable. I think they've been trying to force things to happen. And whenever you do that and you try and architect something, thing you lose all that freedom and that creativity from the game and I think up top that's certainly what they've been lacking so what do they do they've still got to go through the turmoil of of going through all these injuries you know if Mary Fowler's okay for the next game I think that will be a a big change Mm. for them to make and to bring her back in we haven't had an update have we on Sam Kerr Kerr we really haven't have we which you know Natasha Dowie early call on this one from you wasn't there yeah well, I think that I saw something leaked the other day and um, that Kyra Crooney Cross in an interview actually kind of slipped up and actually said that you know she's really sad and gutted that Sam Kerr has tore her calf now then apparently then the press officer for Australia kind of then helped the, the young player out she's only 18 years old and they said oh no it's it's not that she's misunderstood the injury but if she has tore a calf that for me means Sam Kerr's out of this World Cup so we will see. Blimey and um, back to Nigeria do we know why Oshwala didn't start? No, we don't. And I think it could be... Tash a... was tempted to send a message. And I yeah. said, don't do it before she starts. Don't Not before I'm she kicks off. Oshwala. I might, I, might, I might message her now and see. But she's definitely proved a point, hasn't she? And it, it could be a case of her form leading into the tournament. It could be a case of... Who knows? You know, for me, you play your best players. And the, the manager could actually be seen as a genius right now because the player that came in for her, Kanu, scored. And then he brings on... Aswala and she has a goal so you can't he could kind of say look I handled it well and she's almost proved me wrong she's come on she's looked angry she looked annoyed and she wants to prove a point which she's done Mm. well next up for both sides then Australia they've got a lot to do haven't they against Olympic champions Canada and Nigeria play the Republic of Ireland who've already missed their chance of course to go further in the competition next up it was the big billing of the day The Netherlands held the defending champions USA to a one-all draw in Wellington in a rematch of the 2019 World Cup final. Jill Rod opened the scoring with a low strike on the edge of the box, but Lindsay Horan answered with a header. We're joined by ESPN reporter Caitlin Murray, who is at the match, uh, currently in Wellington, where it's pretty late at night. Caitlin, welcome along to the Offside Rule. Thanks for being with us. Uh, We'll get into the grips of the game in just a moment, but I just wonder how the players and manager reflected on it after to the game? Well, I think there was a unified response from the players that they felt in the first half. They could have been better. They could have done more, but they all had the same messaging, which was that after the half, things sort of turned around, they figured it out. And the messaging is that, especially from the managers, this is what you're going to see from the U.S. going forward. The more time they have together, the better they're going to be together. And I think that's probably true because this team hasn't had a lot of reps together. There were some roster surprises, which means we have a team that 
hasn't actually had that much time together. They're sort of building their chemistry in this tournament. But a 1-1 draw is certainly not what they intended to do when they came into this game. No, they they did have quite a few opportunities as well to kill this game off. And and I wonder, you know, when we look at USA historically, they've often gone on and done that. Did you feel that watching that they might have had a shift in mentality somehow in this? And and I also wanted to bring Alex Morgan into that conversation because she had a goal goal ruled out for being offside. But as the main talisman, um, do you think she's starting to cut a little bit of a frustrated figure? Absolutely. I think we're only two games into this World Cup and already there are some serious questions about the finishing and the fact that in this match they had um, a slew of chances. I think it was 18 shots, four of them on frame. I mean, they certainly had the chances there, but it is a question of the chemistry. Are are the final passes, is the service what it needs to be? Are they on the same page? I also think the way the coach, Vlako Andonovsky, has constructed this roster. We have two wingers who play like strikers. They like to cut inside, dribble with the ball, go at goal. Alex Morgan is a player who needs service from those wingers, but they're not giving that. You know, Sophia Smith, her tendency is to kind of just go at goal with the ball at her feet. So there's a little bit of a, maybe a lack of balance in this lineup as well. So they kind of need to figure out how to click and play together. And right now, I don't think we've seen that. Caitlin, definitely worth getting up at 2am this morning to watch this game. It was a a real classic. Thank you, my commitment there. But um, Caitlin, I just wanted to ask, uh, I've played with Rose Lavelle before at Boston Breakers and she is one of the most gifted players I've ever, you know, witnessed playing with firsthand. And I know she's had injuries of late, but even at Man City, she struggled for kind of game time. And I feel like since 2019, when she got the, the bronze boot and had such a good tournament scored in the final, she still can't seem to cement a place in this starting eleven. And for me, she changed the game today coming on at half time. You know, do you see her getting a more of a start now moving forward for this U.S. team? Before the match, it seemed like Rose Lavelle was fit and ready to go and available for selection. After the match, Flacco Andonovsky revealed that she is still on a minutes limitation. So that is why they didn't start her. And I think what we saw at halftime was after she came in, she just plays at a different speed. And the team around her, the tempo picked up. Uh, You can just kind of tell her brain is working very quickly, and she's able to execute things a little more quickly. I think we are kind of in the dark in terms of after this game, is she going to be Rose Lavelle 45 minutes fit, 75? Can she go 90? Coming into this World Cup, she hadn't even played since April 8th, so they don't want to push her too far. I mean, if they can get through the group stage without playing her 90 minutes, they're going to try to preserve her and have her, you know, full capacity for the knockout rounds. There was um, a bit of a tussle between Daniela van der Donk of the Netherlands <laughs> and Lindsay Horan. The kerfuffle. And actually, Lindsay Horan pushed her. It, yes. Well, well, I like to call it a tussle because I, because I don't think that shoves come under the kerfuffle tag. <laughs> right. It was a, a step above. Um, however... She was able to see through the injustice and she scored her goal kind of right after that moment. It was quite sort of um, amusing in a rather unfortunate way that Daniela van der Donk then picked up an injury to her head and it was solved by putting a massive black swimming cap over her with a ponytail peeking out the back, which was an unusual look for a World Cup. And I would suggest 
that the Dutch team need to get some branding on those things to at least make them work, for goodness sake. Was anything said after the game about the pair? They play together, don't they, Haran and uh, Van der Donk at Lyon? I did see some pictures afterwards of them sort of hugging. Was anything mentioned in post-match, Caitlin? Can I just this? say before you start, Caitlin, as well, if that was the US with those swimming caps, they would have been branded. There is no doubt. Oh, they yeah. would have been branded, sponsored, everything. Oh, in America, we know all about branding the hell out of everything, of course. <laughs> yes, a lot was said about that moment. Lindsay Horan basically said, that really uh, made me angry. And, you know, if you make me angry, I'm going to want to score even more. I'm going to want to win even more. She basically said that she scored the goal 30 seconds later because of that tackle from Danielle Vandedonk. But I am happy to report that the two, you know, they are club teammates at Lyon, And they're on good terms. They were in the mix zone (laughs) laughing and joking and smiling together. So we don't have to worry about any, you know, bad blood going forward. How many goals, Tash, have you scored through anger? Oh, plenty. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that is the the big motivator, isn't it? And I was one that that's how I kind of did my talking is by putting the goal in the back of the net. So, yeah, it was it's actually brilliant to see when Haran did that. I thought maybe she would have given a little bit to Vanderdonk as well after scoring. I think I would I would have ran past her and let her know a little bit. <laughs> and on, on the striker point of view, we, we've already heard about Alex Morgan being a, a bit frustrated. And I, I thought, Caitlin, your explanation of that with the joint attackers that she's got and them being more goal motivated absolutely makes sense. And then you switch that around, Tash, with this Dutch forward line and they would absolutely thrive if they had an Alex Morgan. That seems to be the key jigsaw puzzle they're missing. You know what? I'm really glad you brought this point up because... The big talking point, and I have a lot of friends that play in, in the Dutch league, is that Fenakama, her non-inclusion in this Dutch team. So no Miedemar, so that's straight away your your goal kind of threat gone. Berenstein, for me, is more of a kind of wide player, quick player. She's not prolific, really. I think the Everton forward mm. as well, you know, I think it's Snoos you pronounce it, but she's had an OK season. Yeah, she's had Schnoyes. an OK mm. season at Everton, scored seven goals, but... Would I say she's prolific? No. And then you look at the sub that they brought on, Renat Jansen, who plays for Twente. She scored seven goals this season. Whereas Karma scored 30 goals, eight assists, was the top goal scorer in the Dutch league. How she is not involved in this Dutch squad, I do not know. That's a massive question that I would love to ask her. You know, but I mean, there's been talks about versatility and, and maybe they're playing two up top. But for me right now, that is what the Dutch team, they look very strong. But that's the one thing that I think potentially could cost them winning this World Cup or progressing is that they don't have a real goal scorer in their team. From a U.S. perspective, they're looking at it and saying, oh, we held them to five shots. Uh, You know, it it was a successful, you know, matchup. But I think from the Dutch perspective, they weren't sort of playing the battering ram style that the U.S. was playing. It seemed like whenever the U.S. got the ball, whenever a player got the ball, they were just trying to go at goal and make something happen, whether it was on or not. Uh, Whereas the Dutch team, I think they showed a lot of patience and composure. And, you know, I, I think they are a talented side. Thank you so much for speaking to us and for staying up late for us in Wellington as well. ESPN reporter Caitlin Murray. Thanks for having me. Well, next up, USA face Portugal and Netherlands face Vietnam. Both games could be all about the goals as each side, USA and Netherlands, look to top Group E. 
Portugal knocked Vietnam out of the World Cup with a 2-0 win in Hamilton, thanks to Telma and Carnassau and Kika Nazare. We were all watching this one together earlier and we thought, Natasha, it was going to be an absolute goal fest in the first few minutes. It really did die down, though. Give me your thoughts on the game. It should have been a goal fest. You know, Portugal, this is the Portugal that I expected to see from game one. You know, exciting football. They've got real talent. To be fair, credit to the manager. He made six, seven changes to the starting game and rightly so. You know, Nazare is one of the players that I wanted to see from the start. She's one of the star players at Benfica with Jessica Silva. And I think she was player of the match for me today. She was involved in everything, got her goal. And it was exciting football. And, you know, at the start, you thought this is going to be a goal fest. You know, 2-0 up after 20 minutes. But then they just couldn't hit a barn door. You know, the amount of chances they created and just really weren't clinical whatsoever. And I think they could have played on all night and they just wouldn't have scored any more goals. Really disappointed in Vietnam. However, I say that, I probably didn't expect much from them coming into this tournament. Mm. Um, But Portugal, you know, they have everything to play for now. They have to go and beat USA, which will be a tough task, but one that after the result today, they look confident, they were celebrating. They look like they're excited about that. You say that um, Portugal could have gone on all night and wouldn't have scored any more goals. I think Vietnam could have gone on till next week and they would never have scored a goal. I mean, their set-piece play was so disappointing, so poor. I mean, that was one of the, the things that, you know, felt like Sunday league football when you're not clearing the first player. And I think as manager, come on, change your set piece taker. If they're doing that for two or three in a row, then you need to change who's taking the kick. And that's just back to basics, isn't it, Tash? Yeah, it really is. And I think that's the kind of moments that Vietnam would be wanting. You know, know, they know they're not going to dominate possession. They know they're not going to create too many clear-cut chances. So set pieces are so crucial in football. So to be hitting the first player as a striker, that's so infuriating because that's the moments you want to come alive. So yeah, very disappointing today from them. Yeah, I was screeching at the holes in their defensive block, actually, particularly initially. I suppose one could say uh, that with no more goals conceded in the second half, perhaps they did uh, they did drill that down a little bit better. Well, then it's goodbye Vietnam and nearly goodbye us. But I know you're all keen to know what's going yeah. on in the ones to watch predictions <laughs> game. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, let us know what you think of all the matches we've covered today and your thoughts ahead of the games the next day as well. Hashtag OffsideWC. Send that to Offside Rule Pod. Football broadcaster Jules Breach has been in touch and she says, oh, enjoy listening to this. Go girls, so pleased it's back. Well done. So are we. James Pierce says, if you haven't heard any episodes yet, make sure you listen to the Offside Rule. Been listening to the daily shows and loved hearing Lindsay and Kate's perspective on the World Cup action. Don't miss out. It makes such a difference if you follow us, rate us and subscribe too. Next up then, our ones to watch. Keep up to date with everything going on at the Women's World Cup in Australia by using the free Sky Sports app. You'll find news, interviews, live match coverage, analysis and much more. You don't have to be a Sky customer to use it. Go to your app store, download it and away you go. And after the World Cup, it's the best app for WSL coverage and so much more, including F1, the Premier League, world-class boxing, international cricket and more. Remember, you don't have to be a Sky customer to use it. Just search for Sky Sports in your app store. Time then for our ones to watch game. Here's producer Sophie with the rules. 
This is the Offside Rule World Cup Daily with Sky Sports, ones to watch. The game where you predict tomorrow's top player. So pick a player and let's get started. You'll get two points for a goal, it's one point for an assist, and one point for a clean sheet if you're a defender. And if you pick a goalkeeper, it's two points for a clean sheet and three points for a penalty save. Oh, and minus one for a red card. We're going to be keeping tallies throughout the tournament. There'll be a pundits team, a producers team, and of course, a listeners team. So keep your scores at home and let us know how you're getting on. Let's play. Well, the scores are, and hold on to your hats, ladies, even though you're not wearing any. Uh, I'm tied on 10 points with the producers. I've caught up with them. That is after Ashisat Oshuala scored for Nigeria. My thanks to Helen Hardy for that very nice gift she gave me. I very ungraciously uh, forgot to recognise that earlier in the show. So thanks, Helen. Uh, Lindsay, you're on six points. You got a point for Anna Borges' clean sheet in that Portugal game. And the pundits, Tash Dowie, uh, you're still on four. Jessica Silva not providing the goods for you. Uh, Natasha, you're probably just going to blame Jade and <laughs> Jilly Flaherty here, aren't you? But you are going to need to do something out. You're going to have to set up a separate WhatsApp group for this. Yeah, I can't take the blame, to be honest. Jade messaged me actually yesterday saying, look, Tash, who are we going for? She was throwing out Caitlin Ford, Jessica Silva. And I actually said, Jessica Silva's a good shout. So, you know, we're a team now. We, we, we're working together. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're coming for you. This isn't over. <laughs> Every point counts, doesn't it, as you know. Should we get on to Friday's games then? So England play Denmark, as we've said. Argentina face South Africa. And China line up against Haiti. Who are your ones to watch? Lindsay? I loved a saying that we had from Caitlin, who was updating us on the USA earlier. And she said about, instead of shots on target, she said that on frame. And I loved it. There's, it's not very often that I prefer the American saying, but on this occasion, <laughs> I think I do. And I'm going to go for a player that I think will be on frame. Um, <laughs> so there will be shots on target. And I'm sticking with Georgia Stanway. I think there might be another penalty. Okay, producer Sophie's gone for Rachel Daly. Clearly, she thinks she's going to get an opportunity in this one. Uh, I have gone for Mary Earps. Natasha? Kate, we're we're on the same wave at the moment, aren't we? I'm so disappointed, though, because I hate it when we have the same. But I was thinking more tactically now. I'm always going for the goal scorers, the creative players. And I thought, look, I need to up my game. I need to be getting points on the board. And the keeper, I thought, would be key to this. And I did think Mary Earps was player of the match last game. She was on fire, coming out with some big saves. Again, She's I less reliable, isn't yeah, she? She's and totally I can't reliable. See, I can't see Denmark scoring past her. So and hopefully she can maybe even make a, a penalty save to get me some extra points. So I'm, I'm going for Mary Earps as well. They say great minds think alike. We'll revisit that tomorrow. Tash, whether there's great minds there or not. Uh, thanks so much to both of you. Uh, Lindsay Hooper, thanks to you. You're welcome. And uh, Natasha Dowie, thanks to you. Thank you. And don't forget, if you're listening, please rate, follow and subscribe to the show and share your thoughts with us on hashtag OffsideWC and at OffsideRulePod. A quick mention here for Aidan McNamara, who's got in touch. He's from Ireland and he says, thank you so much to the Offside Rule podcast for everything you're doing. Uh, no, Aidan, we want to thank you for keeping us company during the tournament. We're done for another day. This has been the Offside Rule World Cup Daily with Sky Sports. Speak to you next time. Podcast Network.
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.